This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good evening and welcome in here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show live from Drago's Seafood in Baton Rouge. I attend in college in a soggy afternoon it is, Herb, uh, here in Baton Rouge as LSU is getting set for UAB, not Alabama, the University of Alabama, UAB, the Blazers. Already took care of one LSU. Uh, LSU took a, already took care of two Alabama schools. Looking for the trifecta this evening in what could be a soggy, soggy Tiger Stadium. It's going to be a wet, cold night tonight, baby. It's going to be one of those games where you, you're ready to get back inside and take a shower and put on some good clothes and get out of those wet tugs, as we used to call them back in the day. Yeah, look, it could be worse. You could be in South Bend right now, Boston College and Notre Dame, and playing in, a, in an absolute blizzard of a snowstorm. I, I would not. Right. I would want no part of that, Herb. I think for about a quarter, that might be fun. But then again, after that, it's like, nah, you can have this. Yeah, no, it's not one of those games where you want to just continue playing the entire time. But it is fun to play in that kind of game, though. It's, uh, it's one of those things where you got to really stay balanced, keep your footing. You want to have the right type of cleats. You want to have uh, a lot of energy because you, you and you want to be focused because you're not you don't want to pay any attention to the cold weather or what the, the, the elements are doing, you want to make sure that you continue to play the football game as you would if it was in normal circumstances. Drago Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar, I-10 in college is where you can find us. We've got a great family. Drove in LSU fans from oh, Houston. All the way from Houston, baby. Two young men, two 12-year-olds, uh, coming in for their first LSU yep. football game. What an That's experience, right. regardless of what the weather's like. What an experience they're going to get they're gonna get tonight. Well, first things first, they got the right colors on. So That's I'm right. liking that, and that's uh, the wonderful thing. So no matter which you, what, how the game goes, it's going to be a wonderful experience, and you're going to enjoy it, and you'll never forget it. Herb, UAB is a very, very game football team. They, you know, this is not going to – look at the point spread. It's gone up from 14 and a half, 15. Some books have it. But this is not that big 21-point, 20-point spread that maybe when you first look at this, the first blush, you're going to go, yeah, they should win by three touchdowns. This is a very good football team coming to town. UAB is going to give LSU all they want, especially knowing that LSU is now the SEC West champions and they have an opportunity to go to uh, the college um, – um, playoff series, but and, and UAB is not going to back down. They never do. They always come strong and ready to play, and that's anybody, really, that's going to come into Tiger Stadium. It's one of those mystique stadiums that no matter who you are, you come into it, you're ready to play because you don't want to uh, to, 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 to death in Death Valley, baby. <laughs> Nick Saban, his first year at LSU, guess who he lost to? UAB. UAB. That's right. That's right. Brian Kelly has to avoid that in his first year and as uh, LSU's football coach. And it's going to be tough because not only is he playing against a good, talented UAB team that's coming in, 
But now he's got to get his guys trained and, and focused on playing the game and not worrying about the elements. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. It starts at 8 o'clock, which is a little bit later than you would like to start. Um, it's, it's just going to be everything about it is just really set up for, uh, for, for UAB to come out with the upset tonight. So what do you think Brian Kelly's doing to get the players strictly focused on execution and not allowing for the weather to be, become an excuse? I think he, the same thing he did last week, which was put the onus on the players. I think, I think he, he works on process and putting everything in place in order so they can be successful. The guys have to, the players have to make sure that they can execute. And I think that's what Brian Kelly does very, very well is he allows people to have onus and have stake in the game so that they can feel like they have a piece of the pie. And it's not just what he says, right? Um, he just puts, the, you, know, you know how it is, he just puts the plan together and they have to execute, and I think they'll do a fine job tonight. Look at this, Maryland going into the locker room at halftime, 13-10 over Ohio State. Man, yeah. that would be a massive upset. That would, that would be nice. It's going to be tough, though, for Maryland to finish this game out. I think Ohio State will come, outside, uh, come out after the halftime and uh, ready to play and probably blow this thing open a little bit. LSU didn't get any help from Baylor today. Nope. Um, TCU took care of business against Baylor. and what A game that Baylor should have won, quite frankly. Dave Aranda yeah. could have done LSU uh, some favors there. Also, um, what's the other game I was thinking of? That, uh, Michigan. Michigan. Michigan won. Yep. Uh, so that didn't help LSU's case to crack the top four um, there. But, again, what Brian Kelly has said really all season long, everything that they want, set out to accomplish or the goals that they want are still very much in their control. Everything is in front of them. Um, you know, whatever happens, for me, it doesn't matter. I feel like this season is, is a success, not only for this season, but for seasons to come, um, especially in the recruiting world. Um, I think LSU has really put themselves in a position to be a really great team moving forward in the next, you know, two to five years. I think they're really going to make a push for some things. And um, I think the only person that could have done that is, is Brian Kelly, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's here. And I think that people now see – the ability of, of, of the type of coach that he is to be able to get whatever teams out there into the position to be able to be successful. Now, the Tennessee game outplayed, outcoached, right? Florida State game, we did everything to lose that game, and we did, but we still almost won. So you take those two games away, and then you go back and you look at the rest of the games, and he's just done a phenomenal job to get these players ready, even if the players didn't play up to par. And we'll talk a little bit about Arkansas what happened last week and why that win was so successful or not just successful, but impressive to me in my eyes. Um, but ultimately I think that everybody knows now Brian Kelly is the right guy for uh -huh. this job. It doesn't matter if his accent is on off or in between. None of that matters. Um, I, I, I do, I, you know, I feel like he is really going to take us to places where we've never been before. I was telling this to Scott, the general manager here at Drago's, I think, and, and don't misunderstand me here. I know Herb won't, but I'm talking about the fans here. I think in terms of coach, as a coach and as a manager, as a guy to, to lead men, he's the best they've had since Nick Saban in terms of being able to just completely lead a team and get guys to completely buy in. He's, he's the best at LSU since Nick Saban. Well, in my mind, he's been that, that formal coach, right? The yeah. guy that, that takes it very seriously, not that less in Coach O didn't. But they take it very – he takes it very seriously to the point of where it's just so professional, it just reminds you of the Nick Sabans of the world. Yeah. And he, then he builds the team 
in the program. He doesn't just and develops. And develops. He doesn't just 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 makes a run a year or this year or that year. He builds a, a, a quote unquote program that will sustain over the test of time. And then that's when you see like the the Nick Saban effect, uh, you know, the little we'll call it as the recently the Dabo Sweeney effect, where it just tr- turns over. It just turns over every year, and, and you expect them to be great no matter what. And I think that's exactly what Brian Kelly does. Nick Saban is a CEO and a football coach. Yep. All right, Les Miles is a football coach. Coach O was a football coach. Brian Kelly is a CEO kind of kind of yep. guy and a football coach. If I can boil it down in its simplest form, that's how I would describe it. Georgia, 9 nothing over Kentucky just the start of the third quarter. Man, that's a surprising score, but then again, when you're Georgia, you're the hunted. You, you're just like LSU. They're, yeah. they're being hunted. They're going to get everybody's best here on out. Well, Georgia, it's so funny when you talk about Georgia because, you know, they are the best team in the country. I mean, it's by far. There is no no question about that. It's just sometimes they, pay, they play down to their opponent, but they very much play up to their opponent as well. So, which you'll see, you know, like you saw in the Tennessee game, Tennessee was no match for Georgia. And that was Georgia's probably toughest opponent. But every other game that they played where the opponent was a lot lesser than them, then, you know, they played down to that particular team for whatever reason. And I actually kind of like that a little bit. Kind of gives LSU a little bit of a fighting chance against them in the SEC championship. Do you think Stetson Bennett is underrated, underappreciated across the country? Well, I think he's definitely underappreciated. I don't know if he's underrated because they never rate him. So it's right. like never rated, <laughs> essentially. No one ever talks about him as a, as a, as a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's it, not underrated because they don't even talk about it. That's the point. You know, underrated to me is, is somebody that at least you talk about it a little bit. Like, you know, you, hey, we're talking about this particular player or whatever, but he could be this, but he's not. But Stetson Bennett, they say nothing about him. They talk about the tight ends. They talk about the defense. They talk about Kirby Smith. They talk about any and everybody. They talk about the, the bulldog. They talk about everybody. The hedges. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, they talk yeah, about yeah. everything. And then they finally say something about Stetson Bennett, which has been a phenomenal story of where he came from, you know, and how he got to the place where he is now. And I, I saw something that was really funny that was interesting. It said Stetson Bennett is, I think, like two months older than Joe Burrow. Yeah. Believe it or not. And Joe Burrow played five years in college. Yeah. <laughs> Look, people are going to knock him for that. Oh, he should be dominant. He's two years older, three years older, five years older than most of the guys he's playing against. So what? That's what the rules allowed him to do. And yeah. look, at his mat- look at his maturation. Last year, everybody was talking about Stetson Bennett as the reason why they won't win a national championship. And he was the now they're not they talking about why yeah. he's leading them to another possible championship. Because every time I look at a game that Georgia is playing, yeah, the defense is really good, and they make a lot of plays. Yeah. But this cat is making plays every time I look up at the screen. Every time. And, look, they, they, as much as they talked about him being a reason why they wouldn't win last year, he was exactly the reason why they did win last year. And then this year, he's, he makes, he's been making plays a lot, you know, just more magnificent than he did prior to. And so now he's made another step and evolved even further as a quarterback. Um, for Georgia, and I think he's just going to be phenomenal no matter what. I think he's even going to have a decent career in the NFL, to be I honest. Too. I do, I think he'll get in the right system in the right place with the right coach, and he'll be, have success as long as they put the right people around him. You know, and I don't mean to just sit here and dwell on Georgia, but I just want to talk about Stetson Bennett just a little bit more. Okay. And I think that he's not going to wow you with his legs necessarily breaking off big runs. He does occasionally run the, run the ball, but his ability to – to manipulate the pocket and keep plays alive in the pocket because his mobility inside yeah. that pocket behind the line of scrimmage, I think that's one of his biggest attributes. 
Well, you know, one of the things that makes a great quarterback is his pocket presence. Yeah. And I think Stetson is a person that's taken full advantage of his time as a college football quarterback and has learned how to have great pocket presence. And not only does he have pretty good speed once he gets out of the pocket, but he's always looking. Just doing he's just doing it in the cell. But he's always looking down the field to make the right play. And this particular time he didn't, but, you know. We can't talk about you no more, Stetson. But that's what happens, though, right? You know what I'm saying? He's a human being. Yeah. He's yeah. going to make mistakes, but that doesn't mean he isn't really, really good at what he does. He's very he's good. He's probably going to make up for that mistake three or four times in this game. I guarantee right. you. Uh, there's probably a, uh, yeah, he's, he's probably going to go off now for three touchdowns. And, look, that's a, that's a deal in my mind that makes a great quarterback. You can throw an interception, but you cannot harp on that, and you cannot throw another one just because you're thinking about the first one. Or you start playing timid and you're not letting it, letting it loose, as you say, right? You know you know it because you played it. You've been there, done that, I'm sure. Been in that situation where you threw an interception and you, you said, all right, one snap and clear. Got to forget about it. I threw three interceptions in 1997 against Auburn in the first half <laughs> and came back the next half and threw two touchdowns and almost ran one in for a touchdown. Football. And we, we lost the game, but we lost the game by three points. We could have lost the game by – 21 points, right, after those three interceptions. I could have just shut it down. Yeah, it's amazing that you guys were even in that game. That's right. That's right. We were in that game because of Cecil Collins. Ran for 375,000 yards. Yikes. <laughs> and not one touchdown, though. Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show here on WWL. All right, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. I-10 in college is where you can find us in the soggy, cold afternoon in Baton Rouge and it's going to be evening for an 8 o'clock for, uh, kickoff between LSU and UAB. The Blazers, we just met the starting linebacker uh, yeah. parents for the UAB Blazers. Uh, I didn't catch his name, did you? Noah Wilder. Noah Wilder. N- number 50. That's yeah. a great name. It is. It number is 50 a, is getting wilder and wilder out there. I don't know if it's better than Bumper Pool ah. from, last, from last week with Arkansas. <laughs> no, I don't think that. I mean, yeah. you get... Come on, you got to be careful about how you name your children. You That's gotta, right. You know, they got to go through that. They got to wear that. I was, I was just blown away. I remember him from a couple years ago, but I was reminded. My son, we were watching the game last week, and he goes, "Is his name really Bumper Pool?" And I said, "Oh yeah, that, that's his name." I love it. Anyway, um, LSU it's and unique. UAB. It is unique, but I, I just don't know if I would want my son going through life. With, hey, I'm Bumper. Well, what's your last name? Pool. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And Bumper Pool, the, the game has been, like, out in the 80s. Like, they, right. it hasn't been popular since the 80s. So. Right. And anyway, whatever. Um, I'll get off this subject. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Uh, looking at the Auburn game against Western Kentucky, 17-10. Auburn on top of yep. Western Kentucky. Cadillac Williams the interim head coach at Auburn. Who do you think ends up getting that job? Man, that's a that's a toss-up right there. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 like every, anything else, right? Who, who really is out there that you want to either go and try to lure from a different school or that is coming up through the ranks, maybe at a smaller school, F, F, FBS school or FCS school? Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough situation. Now, I, do, I will say this. Cadillac is making the case. He's trying to make a case. He's trying to say, hey, you know what? You guys don't have to go outside anywhere. You can look right inside here in the locker room. Your next head coach is sitting right here. And so he's making. He's trying to make a case that he's that next guy. Um, 
and it's hard to do. Mickey, you know, Mickey Joseph is trying to do it at, at Nebraska. Uh-huh. I think it's more difficult at Nebraska because they just really don't have any talent there. Um, but, you know, at, at Auburn, I think they have talent. They just don't have – they never had the leadership that they needed from the head coach. So, so it's hard, man. I don't know. Some candidates, I think, that are very real. Are maybe all- Dan Mullen, maybe. Uh, no, I'm going. I would hire Matt Rule. I'd make. A, I'd want to talk to Matt Rule before Dan Dan Mullen. I'd also. I consider Hugh Freeze. I know. I understand the history there, but we are a nation uh, of second chances. We've seen guys do uh, as bad or worse things and get second chances. So um, he's got Liberty rolling pretty good right now. Hugh Freeze. He coached at Ole Miss, so he knows the SEC. Those are two guys. If I'm Auburn, I'm interested in talking to. I agree. I think Hugh Freeze is probably in my mind the the, the, the better of the two. I'm just a Hugh Freeze guy. I, I, I thought Matt Rule was okay at Baylor. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how he got that job in, in Carolina. It just was really crazy how that happened. But I will say this. I think Hugh Freeze is probably the best coach out there that's, uh, that showed some promise that was already there in the big leagues, and now he's tearing it up at Liberty, and he can potentially go back to the SEC and make something happen. 17-10 Auburn on top of West Kentucky. We also didn't mention Coach Prime as a possibility. Uh, I Deion just, Sanders. Yeah, I don't think I don't see it happening. I think that um, it's. If, if, I think if the money is right, he he would go anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that, mm-hmm. but he, they have to give him control. If he doesn't have control wherever he goes, he's not going to do. He ain't going. Great point. I don't see him going because I, I don't see him following somebody else. Not to mention, you know, Auburn. It's been well chronicled. The AD wants one thing. The booster wants one thing. Um, yep. And, and the, you know, the president of the university wants an, an entirely different thing. That's right. So they, they're not even on the same page as a university. No, not at all. And that's one of the reasons why I, I don't see Prime going. I don't see him having that ability to be able to just literally make all the calls. And I think that the calls that he makes are the right calls. He's done, he's done a phenomenal job at Jackson State. I don't see why you don't allow him to be him wherever he goes. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We're going to be joined by Mike Dettelier here shortly, NFL and college football analyst. All right, we got him on right now. Brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center. Mikey D., what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Soggy, uh, wet, cold uh, Baton Rouge. That's what's, that's what's going on. Hey, but we're in a great place in Drago's, baby. You can't, you can't Man, come to listen, a better place. Herb, you took the words right out of my mouth. Man, listen, you ain't no better place, babe. You got to go to Drago's. If it's in Metairie, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, man, food's unbelievable. So the weather going to be a factor tonight. Does that level the playing field in one way or the other for uh, UAB? Oh, no, hell no. No, uh, I always think because uh, people say that, you know, bad weather favors the defense. And I'll, and I'll make the big argument, the bad weather favors the offense. I you know, know where you want to go. Yep. And uh, defensively, you don't know where I'm going. So uh, we're not playing in uh, eight inches of snow. Uh, it's going to be soggy a little bit. But yeah, I always think it favors the offensive team. Uh, it, it's, I don't know who put that out years ago, but that, that's, that's a fantasy. It, it really does favor the offense because I do know where I'm going and, you know, LSU's running game, I think they're going to lead on that pretty hard tonight, uh, not only with their running backs, but with Jake Daniels. You do what you do best, and then you try to hit them with the deep pass. I do know one thing. I've watched UAB. That, that secondary is vulnerable deep downfield. Uh, I think you can hit a couple of deep passes on them, but you got to soften them up a little bit with the running game. So uh, 
I, I think it'll be fine. And for LSU, it, it's stop McBride. Uh, and Dwayne's been super this year uh, for UAB. He really has. Uh, he's a junior running back. Uh, if I'm UAB, I take a good look at him because I don't think you're going to see the senior year uh, out of Dwayne McBride. But, yeah, because he's a guy that can play in the pro level. Uh, short, squatty guy, really well built in the lower body. He's got some shiftiness to him. He's not super fast, but he's very shifty. And you can see the eye vision and his explosiveness after first contact. And, and I always put a heavy emphasis on that because you're going to get hit. It's what you do after you get hit. And he's got the ability to kind of walk his way out of a tackle. And so you better sure up tonight because uh, the one thing you're going to get, you're going to get a major load uh, of Dwayne McBride. He's one of the best running backs in college football. And um, you just look at those numbers, you know. He's at, you know, he's rushed over 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns. But what jumps out at me, he's averaging almost seven yards a carry. Man, listen, that ain't chopped liver. That, that's not chopped liver uh, when you're doing that. And they got teams every week. Herb, you probably can talk about this a little bit too. Every week when they know you coming at them mm-hmm. and you still gaining that much yardage, that goes to show what type of back he is. Because you know they ain't slinging it a ton of downfield. They running the ball at you, and yet you can't stop it. Mike, with LSU in particular, how do you prevent them from overlooking UAB if you're Brian Kelly because you've got control of your own destiny? you got A&M next week and the SEC championship game after that. You know, Brian's thrown this on the players and on the leaders. Again, again it's a little bit yep. different than we talked about this last week. Um, he sort of slung this on them. Hey, hey, this is y'all game to play. Okay, uh, I can bring you in the kitchen. And I can show you how to cook a meal. But eventually, if you want to be a chef, you got to cook that meal. And I think he has thrown this on the leaders on this team, on the younger players, understand what's at the task at hand, and go out and do your job. Just go out and do your job. Uh, I, I, like a grown-up. And, and it's worked. That's now, right. I don't know that you would do that for every team that you got. But I think a coach has a good feel for what works best for his football team. And I think he likes the fact that these guys have sort of taken control. And, you know, and I think he's willing to give you that. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches, well, I got to be the guy to motivate my team. Uh, rah, rah, tis, boom, ba. And that lasts about as long as you get the first hit. <laughs> That's right. Come on. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, people make a big thing. Somebody give a motivational speech. Okay, that's great and fine. And for the moment, that might jack you up a little bit. But as soon as you get out on that feeling, somebody jacks you up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't forget yep. about that motivational speech. You, you just got to get out there and do your job. And it, it's interesting uh, how he has thrown this on the veteran players on this team and also on the younger players. And he has talked about it, that a lot of these younger players, okay, they might be categorically listed as freshmen. They didn't play quite a few college football games. Right. They got it under their belt, you know. 
So you're no rookie now. You're, you're no rookie. Uh, get out and go do it. And I think he has always kept that focus on them. That no matter what, uh, we're going to set you up with the best game plan. We're going to put you in a position to make a play. But I can't get out on the field and do it. You got to. This is your that's job. Right. And, and right. I, I think that's that's wonderful. Now, guys, I'll be honest. You got to pick and choose that. Because some teams sometimes maybe won't exactly respond to that. But I think that Coach Kelly sees that this team does. They respond to it. And next week already, hey, you got a couple of A&M players talking about that, you know, they want a wee-wee in LSU's water. Okay, you don't even have to give a motivational speech for that. Uh, that particular part, and LSU and A&M, they hate one another to begin with. So uh, you, you ain't got to motivate any of that. But for a game like this, I think it's all about the leadership on your team, understanding, look look how difficult it was for us to get here. And we not letting UAB be the team to beat us. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier, you think LSU covers by the 14-and-a-half or 15, whichever one you got? Yeah, I, I think it's it's close, but I think they do cover. And uh, I do think Brian wants to play a few guys tonight maybe we haven't seen as much of. And I hear it in his yeah. talk. Uh, and one of them is a guy by the name of Demario Tolan, the, the linebacker who's sort of backing up Micah Baskerville and Greg Penn. If this guy is half as good as what the coaches are telling me, <laughs> you you might have something again special. Perkins is at another level, but man, uh, Demario Tolan's a guy they have spoken a lot of, and they think he is going to be a really good football player. Now, on the deep end, when they throw the deep pass, a lot of that kind of has revolved around Brian Thomas, who was in uh, concussion protocol. And so if they throw the deep ball, watch for number 11. And I think the key guys tonight are the inside players, uh, Jaquil and Roy and, uh, and Makai uh, Wingo. Those two guys have really played great uh, inside stopping the run. They're going to get tested tonight uh, by this UAB rushing attack. And it's funny, uh, we had Pete Jenkins on uh, Thursday, and Pete was like, man, uh, that 99 and 92, those two guys can play. So, listen, he don't know the names, but he does know the number. Mike, by the way, thanks for spelling me the other night uh, on Sports Talk. I had a little stomach bug. It was not fun to deal with, but thanks. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, Just don't get it again or give it to me. (laughs) Uh, That won't happen. Hopefully, me getting it again, definitely, I I don't want that to happen. That was miserable. Anyway, uh, thanks a bunch, Mike. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Enjoy the game. All right, Mike. All right, NFL analyst Mike Dettelier. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. I-10 in college is where you can find us on this uh, soggy, cold evening. Nonetheless, though, Tommy Satanovich of Drago's joining us each and every week that we are here. We've yep. Been so blessed to be here. We're going to be here again for the SEC championship game. Uh-huh. Looking forward to that. Uh, but tonight, um, UAB, LSU. Tommy, you just want to see LSU take care of business. This is a TCB game. 
Get it done. Yeah. Get, get it over with. But I got to tell you, I don't know. Is it a football game or is it a duck hunt tonight? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, you saw earlier what Notre Dame and Boston College. Oh, you made a great comment but about. Y- y'all, yeah, y'all were talking while I was driving up. I got to listen to that, and and you were talking about how you can't wait to get out of the shower, get in the showers, That's and get right. out and all that. Yep. Let me tell you something. You know what's worse than this, something like that? Is losing forty four nothing. <laughs> Getting your brain in the Oh head. man, that's right. That's Can right. you imagine freezing cold, frostbite, and losing? Tommy, that's and Herb. This is where you got those guys that. Oh, my hamstring just is. It's just tightening up. That's what you get a lot of that in, in these kind of games. Ah, coach, my hammy tightened up. A little up. ache in the big toe on the left foot. Yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. never know. Oh, that hangnail. It hurts. <laughs> Tommy, every day would be perfect, but in particular, to, a day like today for the charbroiling party pack to go right I mean, oh, you know what perfect it, it, especially it, it, these conditions yeah, and especially like when it's a little cooler because you can come up by yeah. you know by the grill and start cooking and mm-hmm. you know and if you do it like we do it you, you put up a little extra fire there you got to be careful that you don't you know burn <laughs> your house down but uh you do a little bit extra fire i mean everything's in the kit butter the butter garlic sauce yes sir the cheese French bread, of course, the beautiful. And right now they're really, just in time for Thanksgiving, the oysters are just, they're expensive, but they're spectacular. They're Mm -hmm. really, really good. So the oysters on the half shell, all in one bag Mm -hmm. with gel packs. Literally, you just pick it up and go wherever you want to take it to, whether it's a a tailgate party, whether it's, you know, you just want to cook an oyster dinner for your bride or, uh, you know, a couple packs for a group of people that are over at their house. Yes, sir. Uh, It's awesome. It's it's easy. It's uh, all you need is tongs. A grill and an appetite. That's easy stuff right there. That's simple. You think you got a, you got an appetite, huh? You know I got an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, uh, anything going on for uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah. with turkey. Yeah. We'll be cooking turkey. And uh, our re- all of our restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving Day. Right. And, but uh, if somebody – Do you all do, do like a special, do the like a pack? We don't really do that. You know, everybody else does it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've tried a couple times. And, you know, I've learned do what you do well yeah. uh-huh. and keep doing and that the best and stick right. to it and, and and don't reinvent the wheel and you know drago's restaurant is oysters come in for dinner yeah you know a little bit of catering here and there but not you know no they, they've got a lot of other places to get you yes, know sir. your thanksgiving dinners and they do a great job or just cook it yourself at home let's i'll That's get right. up i'm gonna get up early thanksgiving morning and uh and, and start my turkey and uh, i'm gonna soak it in the brine beforehand overnight and yeah. uh and uh Tell, I want your, your guys' opinion on this. I think, I, all right, my dad is, I'm doing Thanksgiving at my dad's house. My kids are with me. He's doing lasagna. I found this out. And I gave him a little hard time. I'm like, so wait a minute. We're not doing turkey. And he, want, he doesn't want to do a bird. He's doing lasagna. You and know I was what? like, I said, I said, you know your grandkids, my kids are not going to, that's not going to go over well. It's just not. My kids want turkey. And they told me today when I picked them up. I don't know. I just think that, you know, I understand mixing it up every once in a while, but. Let me tell you why. A lot of people are intimidated by cooking something that big, and a lot of times people either undercook a turkey or more often than not they overcook a turkey. What happens when you overcook a turkey? It ends up dry, mm-hmm. and it's like eating cardboard. So you got to be careful when you're cooking that you don't overcook it. You probe it with the thermometer yeah. on a regular basis yep. and, uh, and make sure it's covered and uncovered at the, uh, at the right time. And, and you take something out prior to the temperature you want it because it's still going to cook. It's, it's, it's right. You, 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 want, you right? need to let it rest. That's they right. They call letting it rest. And, uh, See, okay. I like the process of the night before getting preparing a turkey, getting it, you know, then cooking it. I, I, I like the, the process of it. Do you have any secrets, any tricks of the trade? 
I, I keep it simple. A salt and pepper, a little bit of butter, and bake it, and uh, and just make sure it's temped properly, and it's delicious. You know, maybe stick an onion and garlic inside the uh, ca yep. uh, uh, the body of the turkey, and uh, you know, I don't inject it. I don't. Uh, uh, although I love the con the Louisiana concept of a turducken, mm -hmm. uh, I just I'm not crazy about the duck part of it. So I yep. I, I love tur chickens if we ever did that, I'm but. But, uh, you know, duck has got to be cooked. You know, duck's got that gamey yeah. uh, juice, that, and it starts, you know, spreading into the rest of it. It kind of overtakes everything. Yeah. And quite honestly, if you do duck properly, especially uh, wild, I mean, um, farm-raised duck, you want it to be rare. You don't want it uh, overcooked. So uh, I, I like to pull the duck out of when, when you know, if we ever do turducken. It's cornbread dressing. Certain size turkey you like? Nah, big. The biggest big, big, I get it. And it's I just a big one. And What's your favorite side dish? Cornbread stuffing, yeah, and then and of course you gotta have pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's I got socks that have pumpkin pies on them. That's how much <laughs> I like pumpkin pie. <laughs> Tommy, once again, thanks for having us out, man. We've had a blast. You guys have been great to us. So we, we certainly appreciate it. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank Go Tigers! You. Yes, Go sir. Tigers. Thank you, Tommy. Hi, this is the Gulf Coast <laughs> Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, here from Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar, I ten. In college is where you can find us. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we're here for another hour leading you up to kickoff between LSU and UAB. The Blazers coming to Death Valley. A chance of rain, Herb? Never. It never rains, baby. Never. never. But never. it's raining, so it's, it's okay. It's, it's not going to be raining at 8 o'clock. I got you. Well, so my Siri app would disagree with you, but <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless. Our Okanar Jewelers Talk and Text Lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, what's really been fun to watch about this LSU team is the growth of it. Yeah. And, you know, just they, Coach Kelly talked all preseason about the buy-in, the buy-in, the buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. And they bought in, and then they, they came together. And it's been really fun to just watch this team come together. And, man, they're playing some really good football. And I know people are going to bellyache about Arkansas what? last week. But that's the Razorbacks. That's, no. that's a traditionally tough game. I don't. I don't make anything of that. I, I, I think it's a. It was a big win. So I agree. Watching this team grow from where they started, in my opinion, in the bowl game last year yeah. to what we see today, <laughs> yeah. is light years difference. And I think it's all solely because of the the choice that the LSU athletic director made to go out and make a hire like a Brian Kelly, and then Brian Kelly finding the right people, the right coaches to come on to the staff as well as the right guys in the transfer portal that are not just talented guys, but that are also leaders. And then you sprinkle in some really great little, you know, freshmen, yeah. uh, some young guys that can also help be leaders, but also make plays on the field. It's a wonderful thing. Now, that whole Arkansas deal for me, that's probably the best game of the season, in my opinion. If you can win the game like that, 11 o'clock, first cold weather game, um, you know, you're supposed to tear this team apart, but this is always traditionally a very, very tough game that you play when Arkansas, because I told you this. I said yep. one of the, the top two teams that I <laughs> always hated playing, and I didn't like playing them because they're so tough and, and difficult to play because they're front seven on defense, Kentucky and Arkansas. Even though I played against the best in Florida and Auburn, but Kentucky and Arkansas, on the play-by-play play -play basis, they're always coming at you. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. One more hour to go live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant Oyster Bar here in Baton Rouge, I-10 in college. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here 
on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.